Hello and welcome to Super Great Kids Stories, wise tales from around the world which will make you laugh and sometimes cry. Recommended for ages 5 to 105. I'm Kim and I love stories. Hello Super Great Kids and how are you? I'm very happy because it's the beginning of May this week and in many countries people take a day off and have festivals and dancing to celebrate the coming of summer. In England, some people celebrate by dancing around a maypole waving bells and handkerchiefs. And in Ireland, they say it's the day that fairies and little people sometimes make mischief and play tricks. And I'm sorry to have to tell you that sometimes they can even do terrible things, like steal away with a baby. Our story this week is told by Kate Corkery and it's all about the fairies making mischief on May the 1st. It seems some fairies are good and some are not. Can you think of some stories you know with fairies or little people in them? Why don't you see how many you can think of while we have a quick word with the grown-ups. Hello, super great kids. I wonder what you came up with. Well, I could think of Sleeping Beauty, that was a bad fairy, and Molly and the Leprechaun, he was a bit naughty too. And The Tramp and the Boots, that fairy was a bit grumpy too. And our recent story for subscribers about the little elves who had wishing feet. Ah, they were all right, they were good fairies. Did you think of any others? Now, here's this week's story to celebrate the 1st of May. Are you sitting comfortably? Am I sitting comfortably? Here's Kate Corkery. Fado, Fado. Long time ago in Ireland, there was a young woman and her name was Mrs O'Sullivan. She liked to be called Mrs O'Sullivan because it was only a year ago that she got married to Mr O'Sullivan. And they were very, very happy. You know why? <laughs> yes, they had a new little baby boy. And he was beautiful. Oh, Mrs O'Sullivan loved her little baby boy. She would hold him in her arms. She would look at his curly hair and his plump cheeks and his sparkling eyes. And she would sing to him. Dilly no douse o douse, dilly no douse o dee. Dilly no douse o douse o douse o dilly no douse o dee. Rock little baby to sleep, rock little baby to sleep, rock little baby, beautiful baby, rock little baby to sleep. Dilly no douse o douse, dilly no douse o dee, dilly no douse o douse o douse o dilly no douse o dee. Hush little baby to sleep, hush little baby to sleep, hush little baby, beautiful baby, hush little baby to sleep. Finally, her little baby fell asleep, so Mrs. O'Sullivan could put her beautiful baby boy into his cot, which was just by the fireplace in their little cottage. Mr. O'Sullivan was already out early working in the field, and it was time now that Mrs. O'Sullivan could do a little bit of work around the farmyard herself. So out she went. It was a lovely day. Blue sky. It was the first of May. Well, first of all, 
She went to feed the chickens. Then she collected some eggs in the basket. Lots of lovely fresh eggs. Then she went to feed the pigs. Oh, they were hungry today, you're hungry today. Next, she milked the cow. Oh, she got a bucket of lovely fresh creamy milk. Mrs O'Sullivan was very happy with herself. She picked up the bucket of milk. She picked up the basket of eggs. And she went to go back into the house to look at the baby. And when she looked in the cradle, she was quite surprised to see that the baby was standing up. Well, he had never even sat up before. But the baby's face had changed. Instead of a chubby little baby face, he had a green wrinkly face like a cauliflower. His eyes were all black and shiny. He had teeth that were sharp and green. His hands were not plump like a baby's hands. They were more like a bird's claw holding on to the bars of the cot. Mrs O'Sullivan was, was quite amazed to see the change that had come over him. She was even more amazed when he spoke. Mammy, Mammy, Mammy. Well, it was the first time he had ever called her Mammy, but she didn't expect him to have a voice that low and that gravelly. Mammy, Mammy. Yes, baby. Yes, my son. Would you like something? Mammy, I'm hungry and I'm thirsty. You're hungry and you're thirsty, baby. Oh, well, let me get you some milk. There's some lovely fresh milk here. No, Mammy. I want whiskey. Whiskey? Oh, baby, babies don't drink whiskey. No, whiskey's alcohol for grown-ups. No, you couldn't have whiskey. I want whiskey, said the little creature in the cot. And I want tobacco. Tobacco? No. Babies don't take tobacco. Babies don't smoke. Smoking is bad for everyone, especially babies. I want whiskey and I want tobacco, said the baby. Well, did you ever in all your life hear a baby asking for those things? Mrs O'Sullivan was so shocked. But it was her first baby and she didn't really know how they grew up and how they changed. So she lifted him out of the cot. She held him in her arms. She patted him on the back trying to calm him down. But he wouldn't calm down. I want whiskey, I want tobacco, I want whiskey, I want tobacco. He was chanting, he was thumping her shoulders, he was kicking her in the stomach. Oh, he was being terrible altogether. Mrs O'Sullivan didn't know what to do with him. She was walking back and forth, patting his back, but there was no calming him at all. When finally Mr O'Sullivan came in from the fields, she handed him the baby. Here, you take him. I can't calm him down at all. I don't know what to do with him. Mr O'Sullivan took the baby, put the baby on his shoulders and he was walking back and forth across the floor of their little cottage for hours but there was no calming that child down. It went on for hours. It went on all night long. They were taking it in turns to walk over and back with the baby and finally when morning came the baby closed his eyes and slept for a little while so they put him back in the cot. Mrs O'Sullivan went outside the cottage. She leant against the wall as the sun was rising, trying to catch her breath. And then she noticed someone walking up the lane. Ah, the person walking up the lane was Nora Leah, grey-haired Nora. 
She was a wise woman of the area. She knew many things. She knew lots of things about babies, for she helped to deliver lots of them. When Nora Leah got near to the cottage, Mrs O'Sullivan called her. Nora Leah, good morning. Hello, Mrs O'Sullivan, said Nora Leah. My goodness, you're looking very pale this morning. You're looking a bit tired. Are you all right? No, I'm not all right. I haven't had a wink of sleep. We couldn't sleep with that baby. Oh, the baby, he's become very cranky and noisy and saying strange things and we don't know what to do with him. Oh, really? said Nora Leah. Would you like me to have a look at him? Oh, please do. Come inside. He's resting at the moment. Have a look in the cot. Mrs O'Sullivan came in. She looked in the cot. She saw the little creature in there that didn't look anything like a baby at all. And she came outside the cottage and said to Mrs O'Sullivan, Mrs O'Sullivan, tell me something now, tell me something. Did you at any time leave your beautiful baby all by himself? No, said Mrs O'Sullivan. I'm a very good mother. I would never leave my baby alone. I, I mind him very well. I know you do. I know you do. But just think back now. Think back to, to, to yesterday which was the 1st of May. Yes, I know, it was a beautiful day. Yes, it was. Did you, at any time, leave that baby all by himself? Um, well, no, but, oh, well, maybe I did go out for a little while when I fed the chickens and I fed the pigs and I milked the cow, but that wasn't for long. It was long enough, said Nora Leah. Long enough for what? Long enough for the fairies to play a trick on you. Don't you know, Mrs O'Sullivan, your cottage is right by the woods there up the hill. And don't you know that the 1st of May is the day that the fairies can come out and play tricks on you? And I think they've played a big trick on you, Mrs O'Sullivan, for what's in that cot there is not your baby at all. What's in that cot is a fairy changeling, and he's not a few months old. He's a couple of thousands of years old, and he's trying to live in your house and take your baby's place. Oh! <gasps> I don't want a fairy creature in my house. I want my baby back, said Mrs O'Sullivan. I want him back. Can you help me, Nora Leah? Can you help me, wise woman? Well, they're hard to get rid of, said Nora Leah, but maybe there's one thing you can try. Now, they've lived a long time, so they've seen all sorts of tricks themselves, but if you can do something that he has never seen before... And if he admits that he's never seen it before, he'll be admitting that indeed he is a fairy changeling and not your baby at all. And then you're entitled to chase him out of your house with a red-hot poker. Do what I say now, and I'm going to whisper it to you so he doesn't hear. <gasps> Thank you, Noralia. Do you think that will work? I'm sure it will. Good luck. Noralia went off. Mrs O'Sullivan went and collected a fresh basket of eggs. She went back into the house, just as the creature was waking up. Oh, good morning, baby. Are you hungry? said the mother. I'm hungry, Mammy. Would you like some eggs? Yes, I'd like twelve eggs. Twelve eggs? A dozen eggs? Of course, said the mother. So Mrs O'Sullivan put on a big pot of water to boil on the fire. She also stuck an iron poker into the coals to heat up. 
The little creature was looking out of the cot. He was pressing his face against the bars. His cold black eyes were darting. And he was looking, gazing, staring, as Mrs O'Sullivan held up an egg. And she cracked it on the side of the bucket. And she dropped the contents of the egg into the bucket and put the shells in the water to boil. Crack. Plop. The creature was surprised to see that. Mrs O'Sullivan took a second egg. Crack. Plop. Into the water to boil. Mrs O'Sullivan took a third egg. She held it up and showed it to him. His eyes were glistening looking at it. He was scratching his little green head. As she cracked the shell on the side of the bucket, plopped the contents of the egg into the bucket and boiled the shells again. And so she went on for twelve eggs. Now, I don't know if any of you have ever boiled an egg, but do you drop the inside of the egg in a bucket and just cook the shells? No, nobody does that. And the little creature, he asked her, What, 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 what? What are you doing, Mummy? What are you doing? Oh, I'm cooking up a nice brewery of eggshells for you, son. A nice meal of eggshells. Eggshells, said the little creature. Eggshells. You're giving me eggshells to eat. Well, I've lived 2,000 years in this world and I have never seen anybody cook just eggshells before. <gasps> Mrs O'Sullivan heard those words come out of his mouth. As soon as she heard them, she went to the fire and she pulled out the poker, which was now red hot. She held it up on the air. She said, you're not my little baby at all. You're a fairy changeling trying to trick me. Get out of my house. And the little thing jumped out of the cot. He ran across the floor. He ran out the door. He ran through the farmyard. He ran through the fields. He ran up the hill towards the woods and she ran after him with the poker in her hand. And she ran as fast as she could, but then she tripped and she fell and the poker flew out of her hand. And there she was lying on the grass. And when she looked up to the woods, he had vanished. There was no sight of him at all. But just then, she heard a lovely sound. Was the sound of her own little baby crying. She ran back into the house and there in the cradle was her own little boy with his lovely curly hair and his chubby cheeks and she lifted him out of the cot and she hugged him and she kissed him and she was so happy to have him back and she promised him she would never, ever, ever again leave him alone for just one second, especially... On the 1st of May, the day the fairies come out to play tricks on you. Dilly no douse so douse, dilly no douse so dee, dilly no douse so douse so douse so dilly no douse so dee. And they all lived very happily after that. The end. Thanks very much to Kate for that story. I wonder what you'd do if you came across a fairy. Would you want to make friends with it 
Would you be a little bit careful? A special thanks to all our listeners in Cork. Now, it's time for me to dip into my bag of happies and say some thank yous. First of all, I'd like to say a very big thank you to all our subscribers. You are helping us to keep making this podcast. So a very big thanks to Kofi subscribers Herbie and Milo from Warwickshire in England. Herbie and Milo listen to our stories every night. And to Chrismin and son Benjamin from Oakland in California. And thanks to Finn and his parents. Finn's favourite story is the one about the giant who he shares his name with, Finn McCool. Remember that story? Finn McCool and the Giant's Causeway. And thanks to Ellie and Maxwell in Los Angeles, whose favourite stories are Baba Yaga and Bikku Bai and the Coconut. And thanks to Patreon and Apple subscribers Elizabeth, Una and Finn, another Finn, in Queens in New York City. Let us know if you're a subscriber and you'd like a mention. And thanks for some really lovely reviews to Super Kitten in Ireland and Innes and Anya in Australia. If you'd like to give a one-off donation of any amount on Kofi or subscribe to our podcast on Patreon and get bonus stories, early access and ad-free, then go to our website on supergreatkidsstories.com or to subscribe to Apple and get lots of bonuses, go to Apple Podcasts. Or if you like us, you could simply tell a friend about us. Now, one of the best things about this podcast is hearing from you. And lots of you have been getting in touch with your pictures and reviews. So let's dig deep into our bag of happies and say some thank yous. Are you ready? Let's go. Thanks to Grace Charlotte for her exciting picture of a man amongst men, a sort of African version of Jack and the Beanstalk. I really love the way you've captured how enormous the largest man amongst men is. And thanks to Danny for a witty picture of Anansi and the hot pepper soup. I really like the fact that Anansi's mouth is open, which shows how hot the soup is. Thank you for sharing it, Danny. Good writing too. And six-year-old Hayden has sent us a great picture of Stick Woman and the Wolf. What a marvellous picture, Hayden. It's so stylish and neatly drawn. It's clever the way you've made the wolf so much bigger than Stick Woman. Glad you like the stories super much. And thanks to Joseph, who is five, for a fabulous picture of Baba Yaga's house. I really like, Joseph, that the house looks like it's alive, which makes it super scary. Thank you. And thanks to seven-year-old Agatha in Grass Valley in California for a beautiful picture of the boy and the snow wolf set in Siberia. It's a really beautiful picture, Agatha. I love the huge rocks outlined in bold and the way the snow wolf is perched on them and is howling. Thank you so much. It's a lovely story about friendship, isn't it? And five-year-old Lucy from South Africa and living currently in Australia has sent a marvellous picture of Nora and the ackee fruit. I particularly like your ripe ackee fruits with the seeds bursting out of them all lying around on the ground. Thanks for that, Lucy. I wonder if you can sing Angel's song. And six-year-old Abigail in Edinburgh has drawn lots and lots of pictures. Makes me very happy to see all the stories which you've listened to, Abigail. Thank you. I particularly like all your pictures of Anansi. 
and your tiger, who is magnificent. Glad you're enjoying the stories. And seven-year-old Cora in Belfast has drawn a stunning picture of the blind man and the hunter set in West Africa. Cora, your picture is just amazing. I love the contrast with the small brown bird and the enormous bright colourful bird of paradise. Just lovely. Thanks for sharing it. And James, who is six, and Melody, who is four, sent amazing possum pictures. Thanks so much for your very clever drawings from Grandma Spider Brings the Sun. Just brilliant. Great writing too, James. I wonder if each of you could make up your own version of that story using a different animal like a hyena or a cow. And Gia has drawn a genius picture of the Super Great Kids Story Owl. You're really a super great artist. I particularly love the way you've drawn the thick lines to give the owl feathers some texture. Fabulous. I wonder if you could make up a tale about Story Owl. And Oscar, who is almost five, from Brooklyn, New York, has drawn two great pictures and told his mum a story to go with them, all about two airships which exploded. Very imaginative. Keep telling your stories, Oscar. And 10-year-old Aidan from Lakeland in Minnesota has drawn three super great pictures of Molly and the leprechaun and Fiorishka and the magic water and the sausage tree. I love all the details you've included, Aidan, like the little leprechaun giggling away at the bottom of the rainbow while Molly digs and digs trying to find the gold. Thanks for sharing them. And Nolan, who is six, from Durham in North Carolina, has sent lots of pictures. Great pictures, Nolan. It's lovely that you put Finn the giant's house in the picture so you can see how ginormous he is. And I really like your butterball picture of the troll mother strolling back to her house carrying butterball. Thanks for sharing those. More thanks coming next week. I've been posting your pictures on our Facebook page. If you'd like to see them, go to facebook.com forward slash supergreatkidsstories. That's it for now. Thanks for listening and thanks for all your pictures and messages. Keep telling your stories and singing your songs. Bye for now. This Super Great Kids podcast was produced in Wardour Studios in London.